Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar. I'm blessed, honored, humbled to be the pastor at Salisbury Center and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. The vision at Middleville is to love God and others, to serve God and community, to share God with the world so we can make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The vision at Salisbury Center is to love God and others, to serve as an example, to plant seeds of hope, and to nurture one another so that we can make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Announcements. Uh, I have a couple. We handed out the invitation cards Sunday, and uh, everybody's pretty excited. They will be handing them out. I've handed out several, and uh, we're going to have some fun with it, try to do a little competition or or recognition, I guess. Um, So we're looking forward to that. Also, the uh, men in both churches will start doing a men's breakfast the first Saturday of every month. So the first Saturday in June, June 4th, at uh, 8 o'clock, we will have a men's breakfast. We'll do a devotion, some prayer time, and really just fellowship and kind of get to know each other, uh, maybe form some covenant relationships, you know, who, who knows where the Lord will take us on that, so I'm pretty excited. The women did ask me about, uh, about them, and I told them I encourage the women in the church to do something similar. But we wanted it to be separate because, you know, sometimes men won't open up in front of women and sometimes women won't open up in front of men. So we're really hoping that this becomes a strong relationship where we can uh, be honest with each other. And, uh, you know, they say iron sharpens iron. So um, I'm, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see where that goes. But either way, at least I get to eat. <laughs> this morning's memory verse comes from John 10.27. John 10.27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Let us pray. Father God, we glimpse your beauty in setting sun, mountain top, eagle's wing. We sense your power in thunder crash, lightning flash, and ocean's roar. Creator God, we praise you. Precious Jesus, we see your love stretched out on a cruel cross. We stand in awe at your sacrifice. Pure love poured out for humankind. Precious Jesus, we praise you. Holy Spirit, we see your power in lives transformed, hearts on fire. We listen for your still, small voice, comforting, guiding, calling. Holy Spirit, we praise you. From the moment we wake to face the day ahead, you are with us through good times and bad. Your presence enough for our needs. Every day we will praise you and extol your name forever. Through the hours of the day and our travels and work, you are with us. In decisions we must make, your wisdom enough for our needs. Every day we will praise you and extol your name forever. As we lay down to rest at the end of the day, you are with us. As we lay our fears at your feet, your peace enough for our needs. Every day we will praise you and extol your name forever. Amen. Please join me in the call to worship. We come this morning so full of ourselves, our concerns, our plans, our opinions, our schedules. 
in this moment. Help us empty our minds of the relentless I and make space for you. Enable us to put down our priorities, to set aside our assumptions and schemes. Open our hearts to recognize your love and action in our lives. Reassure us of your divine vision and let us rest in your unending care. Prevail upon us today, O God. Stay with us to make us different than we were before encountering you today. Lead us, O Lord, to take new steps of faith. Let us worship God. Amen. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from Acts 16, verses 9 through 15. Acts 16, verses 9 through 15. And I do hope, those of you who are at home, I hope you have the Bible open while we read. <clears throat> it reads this way. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We therefore set sail from Torres and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia with a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the gate by the river, where we were supposed, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come, stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Excuse me. We move to uh, joys and concerns. And yes, we still have people in the hospital. We still have people in rehab. I would ask you if you would include my brother Dale um, on your prayer list. They are going through some testing. He was having some fainting spells. And apparently they found some type of lesion on his brain, which could have been a stroke at some point without knowing it. So he's going to be getting an MRI and a CAT scan. So if you could please keep in your, him in your prayer, I appreciate it. Uh, we have so many people to pray for. We have so many uh, good things to pray for as well. Not not just the sad things, not just the concerns, but, uh, you know, we had a lot of rain. Everything is so beautiful and green. The flowers are all coming out. The hummingbirds are going crazy. The birds are singing every morning and every night. It's just so beautiful out there right now. And today, of course, was, I, I don't know if it hit 90 or not, but it was a scorcher, as they say. And uh, what a beautiful day to be alive. So uh, whatever joys you have, whatever concerns you have, let's lift them up to the Lord at this time. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father God, for those weighed down by ill health, bring wholeness to body mind, and spirit. For those weighed down by worry, bring wisdom, peace, and reassurance. For those weighed down, weighed down by fear, bring freedom, 
release and liberation. For those weighed down by sadness, bring comfort, strength, and joy. For all whose hearts are troubled at the start of this new day, be the voice that they hear, the warmth that they feel, the wisdom they seek, the strength they require, and the one who's in whose arms they rest. Healing God, bless those on a journey of recovery from illness or surgery. Grant strength, patience, and freedom from pain. Bring restoration of health through your Spirit's power. Reach out and touch them so they know you are there, bringing comfort and light, even in the darkest of times. We ask all this and pray all this in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The title to this morning's message is, Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. I actually titled it that because that's what my daughter-in-law always says to any of us when she feels we're not listening to her. She'll just go, Listen, Linda. So I thought that would be appropriate today. I start with a question. Am I the only husband whose wife accuses him of not listening? I'm pretty sure I'm in good company here. But at the risk of being grounded again, may I suggest that we are all guilty of not listening at times. Or more specifically, we may be listening, but we're not hearing. Back in our military days, we were taught sometimes people don't hear what's being conveyed because we fail to attend. We fail to attend. Attend means to make a conscious effort to hear and process what's being said. In other words, to take an active part in the conversation. By attending, we we position ourselves to listen, digest, and comprehend. One of the main obstacles to hearing or attending is allowing distractions to interfere with our listening. Those distractions could come in the form of any noise, could be a TV, music, children, but sometimes even our own biases or prejudice, and sometimes even our level of faith. It could be fear and anxiety as we listen to a doctor giving us a report on our health. If I were counseling a couple with communication issues, I would suggest they start by eliminating all outside distractions. I would also suggest they listen to what's actually being said without reading into it and anticipating the meaning, but instead listen and digest the message first. They should put themselves in the best possible position to actually listen, keeping their temper, their worries, their doubts, and perhaps even their anger in check. It goes without saying that each partner should humble themselves by honoring and showing respect for the messenger. Philippians 2, 3 tells us, Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility... Regard others as better than yourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are called to be humble and regard others as better than ourselves, regardless of sex, skin color, sexual orientation, profession, appearance, how many tattoos or how many piercings one may have. Listening may be one of the most important tools for any and all relationships. And I'm guessing you didn't click into this message today to hear a message on couples therapy. But what if we call it 
relationship therapy instead. Relationship therapy. We need to remember that our Christian walk isn't composed of simply trying our best to obey the commands in the Bible. God came to earth in human form to develop relationships with his creation. If we truly want to strengthen that relationship, we need to communicate with each other. And since we're called into relationship with Jesus, these same principles on listening must hold true. Whether we're reading scripture, praying, or simply talking to God, we need to take time to listen as well. And in order to truly hear, we need to attend. We need to block out the distractions in our lives and position ourselves in a place to hear God. We all know the importance of praying, but I think sometimes we fail to listen. We forget that it's a two-way conversation. How many times have we simply rattled off a prayer, said amen, and then moved on with our day? I know I'm guilty of it. I know I need to get better, and I do work on listening more. Sometimes while I'm praying, I'm reminded it's supposed to be that two-way conversation, and I'll wait for an answer or response in silence. Now, depending on what I'm praying for, I may feel a calmness or peace about a decision I have to make. Or I may feel a tugging at my heart or gut, knowing I should not pursue something that I had in mind. And then sometimes I get that warm, giddy, emotional feeling when I pray for forgiveness and I realize that I've received that. Praise God. Has that happened to anyone else? Someone once said it, it's amazing what we lose in life by listening to fear instead of listening to God. How many of us have experienced a supernatural calmness when faced with a serious event in our lives? Like maybe a operation. And we know that fear and faith can't manifest, manifest itself at the same time. You either have fear or you have faith. And listening to and for God helps us build up our faith. But if our prayer is simply a hit and get, we risk missing or hearing the Spirit's response. I call a prayer a hit and get. That's when we fire off a prayer quickly say amen, and then move on with our day. Hit and get. It's a one-way communication without listening for the Spirit. But Jesus told his apostles and us, he said, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you in John fourteen twenty six, That verse reminds us Communication needs to be a two-way street. So we are called to listen. Maybe it's a feeling inside. Maybe it's our emotions. But sometimes it's an actual audible response from God himself. I know I clearly heard his voice when I was stationed in Korea without my family for 11 months. Now, some of you may question that, but it's okay. Many of us have been taught that God doesn't speak to humankind. If that were true, why would Jesus proclaim my sheep hear my voice in John 10, 27? Some of us may hold a doubting Thomas attitude and refuse to believe God speaks until we personally experience it. And that's okay too. 
But if you don't position yourself in a place to hear his voice, you're going to miss out on an amazing, wonderful faith-building event. We need to believe Psalm 91.15. It reads, When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. God himself promises to answer us. God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. The question is, are we listening? Do we desire to hear his voice over, over our own voice or the voices in the world? Are we willing to stop everything we have going on to just to get alone with him and listen to him? I would hope so. I would hope if you haven't done it before that you start doing it after hearing this message. And we know God speaks in other ways too. He can speak to us during prayer. He can also speak to us through others, other people in church. He can even speak to us through strangers. And of course, let's not forget that he speak to us, speaks to us through his holy word. We have plenty of examples of God speaking directly to his people in both the Old and New Testaments. In today's reading, Paul had a vision from God. And what did he do? He immediately acted, immediately acted, and tried to cross over into Macedonia. In Acts 16, 6, we read Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. They had that communication. He was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. God also speaks to us through other people's testimonies. Some of us were blessed to hear the testimony of one of our very own sitting on her bathroom floor crying out for Jesus to save her. And save her he did. She was the poor soul that cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble, as we read in Psalm 34, 6. Now, we didn't actually hear God talk to her, but we see his work through her as she grows in her faith. Kind of like when the apostles were in that boat on Lake Tiberias, remember? They recognized the work of Christ. We had another parishioner share her story of being urged to provide a safety vest for a man who was always walking the streets during darkness. She explained that the urge continued and continued day after day until the day she finally was able to bless him with a safety vest. Now, once again, that man didn't hear God's voice, but he witnessed his work through our sister. God may have used her to save that man's life. Sometimes we aren't shown the whys or, or how comes. We are simply called to be obedient. And she was obedient. One of my favorite stories is about a corpsman who was on the front lines of the war. When his enlistment ended, he came back to the States and became a chaplain's assistant so he could go back to the war. So he did. And he was on the front lines one night and he was praying. He was in his tent. And he said he felt a strong urging to walk the perimeter of the camp. He didn't know what he was to look for, but he obeyed. He said it was hard to see, it being dark. He said, but at one point he made out the silhouette of a sentry standing by his truck. He said he called out his name so he wouldn't surprise him or shock him. And then he walked up and had a short, friendly conversation. Afterwards, 
Still confused about what he was sent to do, he went back to his tent. But he felt a calmness, a peaceful calmness, and he went to sleep. The next morning, the sentry sat with him at breakfast and thanked him for saving his life. You see, that young man had his pistol pointed under his chin when the chaplain's assistant called out his name. God had intervened and spoke to the assistant, and the assistant was in a position to listen. Because of his obedience, he saved a young man's life. Now, once again, the sentry never heard the voice of Christ, but he witnessed the work of Christ through the actions of the chaplain's assistant. We all need to be in a position to better hear the Holy Spirit in our lives. We should start by eliminating distractions, reading the Bible, and praying with the expectation of hearing God's voice. We may not hear something every time, but that should never stop us from expecting to. No more hit and gets when we pray, brothers and sisters. We need to listen, Linda. Let let that be our goal this week, to spend time in silence listening for Jesus. Who knows? Maybe it'll be one of us saving a life someday. Alexa, continue. To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me. The cross before us. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. No turning back. No
Amen, brothers and sisters. I hope each and every one of you have decided to follow Jesus. He is the only answer in this crazy, crazy world. And if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, please don't wait. If you need help, call me. He loves you. He wants to be a part of each and every life. No turning back. Decide to follow Jesus. Let us pray. God of dreams and Lord of visions, we pray for eyes to see and ears to hear, for hearts and minds that will respond to all that you reveal to us. Your love for humankind, present in the very beginning of all things, extends throughout history and touches each of our lives today. Your love sees failings and forgives. Your love feels pain and wipes away our tears. Your love knows grief and comforts the sorrowful. Your love sees sin and still loves the sinner. Forgive us when we fail to live lives that reflect your love. Forgive us the many times when we take for granted all that you have done for us. Transform us through your spirit and empower us to serve you this day and all days. Help us to not only hear your voice, but give us the will to follow it. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. All good gifts come from God, and from these riches we bring our offerings today. May it be used for the furtherance of his purpose in our communities and for the benefit of those in need. We turn to the offering at this time, and I hope you never get tired of hearing it, because I don't get tired of saying it. Thank you. Thank you for your offerings. Thank you for blessing the church. Thank you for uh, supporting the programs out in the communities. I, I, am just, I am just so thankful. I thank you so much. Let us pray. God of the mountains and the valleys, of the dry places and oceans, your voice speaks to us across creation. The flowers and the trees sing of your majesty, and the stars of the night speak of how much we still don't know. As we offer gifts to you and speak our words of gratitude, help us to hear your voice anew. Give us ears to hear, faith to believe, and determination to truly listen to how you would send us into a hurting world. In Christ we pray. Amen. In your daily search for peace, may you find space within your aloneness and busyness where all else fades away and grants to you and God such precious time together in a simplicity of worship within the everyday of life. And now receive the benediction. May the love of the Father, the tenderness of the Son, and the presence of the Spirit gladden your hearts and bring peace to your souls this day and all days. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep each and every one of you. Please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless you all.